Buckle up for a new episode of the Greenlight Personal Training Business Podcast, a podcast built for gym owners, personal trainers, and fitness enthusiasts who want to learn how to open, operate, and scale a brick-and-mortar gym or studio. Your hosts, Jeff Larsh and Dan Vizenton, have been in the personal training, gym ownership, and gym mentoring industry since 2009, and they're here to share their experience, knowledge, and failures on everything gym ownership, marketing, sales, operations, and fitness concepts. This podcast is brought to you by Greenlight Personal Training, a fitness franchise focused on positive impact of the client, coach, and owner. Greenlight Personal Training, less clients, more impact. Open your own Greenlight Studio in your city today. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Jeff and Dan. All right, welcome back to episode number four of the Greenlight Personal Training Business Podcast. As always, I'm Dan Vizenti, one of your hosts alongside Jeff Larsh. Jeff, how are we doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Dan. How are you? Doing really well. So we've got a great topic for today's show, um, something that a lot of successful and maybe not successful gym owners think about. It's opening a second location. Um, We're not here to tell you whether or not to do it. What we're going to talk about today are some things that you really need to consider, some questions you need to say yes to, um, in order to, to make sure that you will be successful um, when kind of taking that plunge into opening a second location. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, topic close to my heart, having done it multiple times. So excited to dive into this topic in, in real depth. So one thing that, uh, as always, everyone stick around to the end of the episode, because we're going to give you, each of us is going to give you one thing to make sure that you don't overlook when you want to open a second location. A little tidbit, just a little bit extra. A little extra. All right, so let's dive into this here. So opening, a, you wanna open a second location. So if you were to kind of start at the top, what is the first thing that you would look for? What What do you need to check mark beside before you would say, okay, it's time to start looking at opening a second location? It'd probably have to be whether how how easy it was to operate the business, how, like how, the complexity of of the way it's structured. Have, have they just added on years and years of complexity, um, and have come out with this Frankenstein of a business that does operate, um, or is it been streamlined? Has it been has been all the the fat been trimmed off, and is it something that's operating on a really simple level? So. Give me some examples there. Like when, when you're talking about, you know, easy to operate, um, what are some, what are some key kind of things that, that you would point to? How many, how many apps, how many systems are you using? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, do you, do you have to, does somebody have to go into four or five different places to get the information they need in order to operate the business? Um, or have you been able to find ways to streamline that? Have you found ways to, to make sure that it's somewhere little bit more local um, and then taking the time to develop those systems into something that's actually workable. Right. I'd also say how many roles exist within your business. You know, if, if your business runs and you require like 25 people to run it, it's going to be very difficult to replicate. 
right? That's not an easy business to run if it needs that many employees in order to, to operate it. Love it. Love it. Um, cool. So well, let's move down the list a little bit. So what we had next on there was, can you teach your systems or do they rely on you? So this is a huge one. Um, I mean, if you've ever read the book Built to Sell, um, this is exactly kind of what they, they talk about where, you know, as an entrepreneur, are you the one that's really kind of doing everything within your business? Like, or are you the main gatekeeper for your business and no decisions can be made without you? You know, even especially the high level roles, like if they, if things cannot get done without you, then your systems haven't been taught. Um, and they probably, at least the specifics of them, exist only within your own brain. Um, and that is not something that will translate into being replicable into another location. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I, I think I'd take it a, a layer further in that is the way it's built, built for a specialist, for somebody that can, that has to have a really high level of like experience and knowledge in order to operate that system? Or is it again, back to number one, something that is actually you could teach somebody else to do um, mm -hmm. being in the business and be like, if you, if you are running your gym, let's say running a gym for 10 years and the, all the lessons you've learned are the thing that's allowing you to do that job. Then is that teachable without having somebody go through 10 years of experience? Maybe not. And that's something that you really have to consider when you're looking at the way things are built out is whether or not it's built off of one person's abilities rather than something that's a lot more scalable and a little bit more simple. So that like dovetails nicely into the third thing on the list, which is, you know, is every role in your business defined to the last detail, right? Or do you have, you know, people kind of picking up slack in different places and they don't have a truly defined role. So if you go to then replicate your business into a second location, a lot of those things might get lost in the shuffle on, you know, who's responsible for doing them. Absolutely. The word is prototype. Have you prototyped your business? Now, kind of a, a pitfall that I think people fall in when they, because this is one that's thrown around a lot, SOPs, processes, making sure you get everything in line. It doesn't mean your business is done developing. It doesn't mean that you're done evolving as a business. It doesn't mean things aren't growing and, and getting better and improving. It just means that you've gotten to the point where it's all documented, where it's all come out of your head and been put on the paper so that you can then go down the lane. Can you teach it to somebody else? And then is it simple enough to operate at a scalable level? So you can kind of see how those first three topics are really touching, um, hand, holding hand in hand to make sure that you're successful when you scale. I mean, they really are. Do you have any, you know, examples of, of, of some of this from some of the second or third, fourth, fifth locations that, that you've done? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I didn't have any of it when I did my second location. We just were like, Hey, let's, let's do that. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I've always can define myself as a, a jump before I look kind of person. Um, and then I, I built the plane on the way down. Um, and the plane in this world is processes is what does our sales process look like? What does a client experience look like? What does, what is an actual 60 minute class look like? So I'm talking from my CrossFit business, my title from title CrossFit, everybody out there from title. Um, 
how does that experience, how, how have I written all that down? Like how early is a coach supposed to show up before a class? Like there's these little things that need to be defined. That doesn't mean that might change. That doesn't mean that that whole block of, of processes might change, but it needs to be at least on draft number one for you to even consider scaling. I think this holds truth even more when you've had your business for a long time. Sure. Because there's probably so much that's just lost in the shuffle and it just kind of gets done yeah. that it's not even like realized as an actual kind of detail in someone's job description. Do you right. know what I mean? Yep. Um, you know, if you if your business is is young, you know, you you've probably just implemented things, so it's all very fresh on how to operate, there's less complexity to it, probably. Um, and you know, that makes it a lot easier in some ways to replicate. Um, cool. So, I mean, the, the next thing on the list, I think is oftentimes just disregarded. Um, but I think it's so I agree. Important. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Is your overhead cost structure replicable? And, you know, one of the first things that I point to on this is rent. How <laughs> long ago is at your current location, your first location, was your lease signed? And are you on some sort of sweetheart deal that if you went out to market and you're like, okay, I want to open another one of these things, there's nowhere that you're able to find a similar deal and which point your margins are just going to shrink to shit. I got one for you. I love that example. Another example would be, I got six old members that are running 20 classes a week for me for free, right? right. And they took me five, 10 years to develop those people up to be at the point where they could do that. And now I'm starting a second location and I don't have those people anymore. Right. And I'm not factoring. I'm, you can see how cost structures can really put a, a real uh, limp in your, in your stride as you're trying to scale up a business. Totally. Um, I mean, I think all of the things that we've mentioned so far kind of equate to the last thing on our list which is at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, is your first location profitable? Yeah, that's the only actual business number that matters in the end. And you should not look to, to replicate your business, to move into a second location unless it is profitable. And you know, even to go above and beyond that, like you've done this so many times, is there a specific percentage a profitability that your business should be at, you know, as a rule of thumb? That's a, that's a heck of a question. If, if I would say 10%. I think 10% is net profitability is where you're going to be comfortable, where you've set your yourself up to be successful, to have enough cash left over to weather storms yeah. that always happen. <laughs> like, Hey, I, I made an extra 50,000 net profit, but half of that goes to solving problems that happened over that year. How often have we seen people who've done, have, have had those situations happen? So yeah, you're going to need to have at least 10% in order to even consider uh, moving forward with something like this. Um, and honestly, you're probably going to have to have been running at that margin for at least 12 months. That's not an answer that a lot of people are going to want to hear. But if you're looking to scale your own business out, you should have long-term 
profitable margins that you can look back on historically? Yeah, I think the other the other kind of um, side conversation to that is, I mean, if you're not at that level of profitability, there's probably still a ton of work that can be done within your current location that's not going to cost you nearly as much money (laughs) or risk in order to make a higher return. So, I mean, you need to look at yourself, look in the, look in the mirror and say, okay, I really want to scale, but my profitability is not as good as it needs to be in order to kind of get another location. I don't have the ability to take that risk. Where is there room for me to grow at my current location? And I think by having that analysis and then actually implementing things to get you to a higher profitability measure, you might learn a ton. You might learn that, hey, I don't need to get a second location because at the end of the day, all I wanted was to put an extra 10 grand in my pocket per month. And I was able to do that at my first location. And I'd look back at numbers one, two, and three, and I bet you you're addressing some of those issues as well at that point. In order to get to that number. Yeah, there you 100%. 100%. Um, cool. So, I mean, I think those are a lot of really good, like, this is not an exhaustive list. By no, me. definitely. Not. But I mean, those that would be a starting place for people that would say, okay, I'm really interested in starting a second location. I believe my business is successful. Um, but, you know, where, how do I kind of check the box? How do I make sure I'm checking the boxes to limit the risk and ensure more of a successful kind of launch into a second location happens? So we're at that point, Jeff. We're going to start with you this week. Um, you know, maybe give us one thing um, for people to make sure that they don't overlook when they when they go to open a second location. Uh, okay, give me a sec here. Give me a sec. All right, I got one. Um, don't overlook the sources of your success. And what I mean by that is that you need to have a hard look at a couple things. Number one would be your location. How important is your location? Now, taking a quick step back, I'm assuming that you've met all the criteria and you are moving forward now. Okay. So the last thing I would talk, this is the question, is your success directly related to your location? Do you have this amazing spot that allows you to get clients regularly? You're on a major street and are you replicating that in your, in your second location? If you're on a main street and then you're going to a warehouse, well, those are two totally different things. If you're in our world, Toronto, and you're moving to, to a suburb, those are two very, very different things. So being sure about where your success is coming from is going to be huge. Also, is it the people that you have? Is your success coming from the exact, you have one person who is amazing, that's going to be very, very hard to replicate, or is it laying in your systems? So those are the things that I'd be looking at. Love it. For me, for me, I think it's don't underestimate the amount of energy, your own energy that's going to be required to start a second location. You know, at this point, you probably don't have the same energy as you did when you opened your first gym, right? (laughs) We all seem to get pretty drained and jaded a little bit um, as gym owners and opening a second location is going to need the same, if not more um, energy from you. And so, you know, going back to some of the points that we made earlier, if you're a, if you're kind of a required cog in, in the wheel of your first location, 
by opening a second one, you're now removing a lot of your time from that first location, which will ultimately kind of bring down um, how well that first location is doing. Yep. Perfect. Cool. All right. So I think it was a little bit shorter this week, but um, I hope everyone got a lot out of it. And uh, if you're interested in opening a second location, you have some other questions for us, feel free to shoot them our way. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. All right, Jeff. We will talk to you later.